CAVC Voice, learning for life. Hello and welcome on Wednesday the 18th of May to CAVC Voice here at Cardinvale College. This is the podcast on learning for life, produced here at CAVC. Whether you're a student, a parent, a teacher, an employer, an interested passerby, we'll be giving a voice to all things related to education and lifelong learning. I'm your host, Yusuf Ibrahim. Alongside me, my co-host, James Donaldson. Nice to see you again, Yusuf. In each week, we host a new guest and a new voice. And today, delighted to welcome former Dual Cold Rugby star, current media pundit, Jonathan Davis. Morning, afternoon, whatever time it is, yeah, still morning. What are we? We are, we are. We're, we're almost crossing over to the we afternoon, are. aren't we? we? Are. So, um, Jonathan, you, you played across both union and league. Um, you're also one of the most recognisable sports TV pundits when we're, when we're tuning into anything to do with rugby and generally in sport. But, um, so, what brings you here today? Um, just spending the day, you know, around the college, uh, spending the day with uh, the Rugby Academy. Uh, they've got Hartbury coming down to uh, train against them. So, yeah, just having a, a general walkabout. I've had a good um, sightseeing tour, been to a lot of the, you know, different uh, sectors in the college. And, um, yeah, very impressed, I think. People told me I only have a, a, a one chance to make a first impression and... Uh, I think it was very, very nice impression. I think the whole thing about it is when you walk in, there's kind of a, you know, with all these youngsters, you'd, uh, you'd expect a, a rowdy, mad carnival kind of place <laughs> in reception. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really calming influence and they all seem to be well behaved. Um, it seems to be very, you know, good culture here. Great. And what have you sort of taken any sort of highlights when you've been going around thinking, oh, that's interesting or things well, like that? Well, I've been there before, um, you know, for a few few events, so I kind of knew where I was. Um, I actually worked here nearly 30 years ago in this area because I worked in Collingdon Road, so um, as a painter and decorator estimator. So um, I kind of, I've watched this go up gradually but uh, no it's been really interesting you know going from I've been to the painting and decorating section where I I knew because I went to tech as an apprentice painter and decorator you know to the to the spa area to the to the new rugby facilities and the new gym uh, been to the, the classroom which is the the restaurant been there before uh, to, for a function so it's been yeah it's, been, it's a very very impressive uh, you know building I have to say so you're always welcome to come and lecture our, our students on uh, painting and decorating. There'll always be a, pl- place, a place available. <laughs> I think I've left that behind now, you said, to be honest. I'm, uh, my wife can't even get me to do that now. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things, um, you, you've talked to our learners this morning, Jonathan, in, in our rugby academy, and we've got lots of other academies here as well, and we're a big believer in supporting as much as we can that kind of high sporting academic um, sporting success, but also balancing it as well. Um, what's your experience of being able to manage lots of competing interests whilst being a professional sportsman? I think it's it, it comes from you know my background. I left school when I was uh, sixteen. Unfortunately, my father passed away, so we needed an income into the house. Uh, so I didn't stay into my A levels, and I left to become a, you know an apprentice and then painter and decorator. So um, rugby was army in those days, so you had to balance work, sport. Um, you know, when I, when you started playing, I still put the effort in. You know, to do it on your own um, because we only train a couple of times a week. But I've kind of throughout my career um, kept on doing it and wanted to do it. 
Because I think I appreciate it. Um, if you're in sport, any sport, I think Steve Jones, the marathon runner, um, Welsh marathon runner and Olympian, told me, oh, you're only hamstring away from oblivion, which I always, always kind of believed. Um, because then I tore my cruciate ligaments when I was 18. And I always wanted then to have something to fall back on. Having not had an education, I was very conscious of it from a working class environment. Um, you know, I've, and I've pushed my kids down that route as well because um, I've always worked when I went rugby league. I worked three days a week as a, as a salesman. Um, and I think it gives you um, more security. Uh, you don't, don't put your eggs in one basket. Um, and also you can fall back, you have something to fall back on. And, and you're in, in control of your own career. Um, so I, I've always worked, I've always wanted to work. And I think it gives you a different perspective on life because being in sport, one, I always wanted it to be my hobby. Um, and two, you have to you know, then think what a privileged existence you have if you do make it to, to, to being a professional sportsman. So, but I do think that, you know, for me, it's having a, you know, a career alongside that you can fall back on something and um, it is vitally important um, and you have to switch off sometimes. Um, so for me, I, you know, I've always, my, my children, force them into, you know, education. Um, three of them went to university, one, my son didn't, but, you know, he's worked hard, they've all worked hard, and, and, and they're all kind of enjoying life at the moment. So, yeah, I'm a big advocate for, um, you know, for education and for work. That, that graft you talk about is is is, is really important, and, and I know in the breakfast this morning, it's, it's one of the things that I certainly heard loud and clear. And I think it's is, is it something that you think is more of a challenge now? Because people certainly look at the glitz and the glamour oh. of things. And, 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 and therefore, because, you know, when you started, you, you would have to have made a real conscious decision and known there's some real risk for this. Do, do you think that it's even more important now we're getting this message out to people to have this sort of dual career or having option A, B and C? Or? Uh, I think um, there's peer pressure. Social media, I don't think, is, has been great. Um, I think there's so many choices out there. It's difficult to make a choice at you know GCSE and and, and A level. Um, you know everybody wants to be a, a YouTuber or a reality star, um, and I think it's I think it's very very difficult. Um, so you know I my choice is simple. I, I had to work to get an income in. What was there for me? I, I actually worked in open cast for two years. You know working 12-hour shifts then going training and then working 6 till 12 on a Saturday and then going to play for Neath against uh, Cardiff or Clarely. So, you know, times have changed. Um, but I still think, you know, it's it's important for, for children. Because I think you learn every day. You know, I, and I think it's changes. You know, it, it, you have to start somewhere. It doesn't mean you're going to end there. You know, I never thought Pinter and Declan uh, to what I'd be doing now. Mm. Um, and you have to embrace change because there's far more opportunities out there, uh, and not be scared to change and be comfortable what what you want to do. So, I do I do think you know it's 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 a lot harder for you know for children these days because of peer pressure, um, and because purely because of choices. And sometimes that's a good thing, um, but you know sometimes it's a bad thing. Well, and we live in a world where there's um, I guess c competing demands on people's time. They're their energy, their mental energy, and one of the things that we try to instill in our learners here is that, that concept you talked about, hard work, and 
that putting in the hard yards I keep saying Colin is that you actually got to get where you need to be and you'll do that through the choices that you make and the effort that you put in very rarely are things gifted to anyone around that and that message of resilience that we try to put across obviously all our sporting academies but our learners everywhere what advice would you would you give to those kind of learners then having been through that and say what would you what I think would you say uh, to the them first say? I think the first thing is that be hard work and you are going to get Life is all about hard work. You know, life is competitive, and no matter what sector you go into, you're going to get knockbacks. You know, you have to, you are going to see change, um, and and you have to be resilient. Um, and I think the key thing is now, you, you know, you you have to have a strong support group, whether it's family or, or friends. Uh, I think that's important. You have to have a, kind of a, an avenue where you can talk to people. Um, because you know, then you can overcome it and share and share your, you know, maybe your problems, but also you, you know, if you have a, a different opinion on a subject, like a then friend. yeah, then you can have, you know, even I, I think I've done it all all my life because I had a kind of a, I lost, like I said, I lost my dad when I was six, uh, 14. so I never had a support system where a natural support system. When I had big decisions in life to make, like leaving school or where, you know, on my choice of, of job, and then even in my rugby career, um, so I had close friends uh, which I would kind of value their opinions. Um, even in one was a sporting guy, one then one's a broadcasting or journalist, and I would ask them when I was changing my my career path. So, you know, that's the important thing: is the, the ability to have people around you as a support system. And then have the faith, and if there are things going bad, you know you, that's it. You, it's it is tough, and how you how you cope with it mentally. People are very very different, but I do think that if if you have a support system around you, it makes it a little bit easier. You know, I I said to my crew, I told my crew shit at the start of my rugby career, so I was kind of pessimistic to see how long my career would last. But luckily, it did, and uh, I was brave enough to make those changes. Um, because I thought I valued opinions before I made decisions and then realised what was the right and wrong decision for me. So, But even through through those decisions, you know, it's, you have some dark moments. Um, and you have dark, you have dark moments, um, you know, in your personal life and, you know, unfortunately for me in my public life as well because I, you know, my, my, my career was played out in the general public and on, on the, in the television. And you just gotta, you know, comp- compartmentalize a lot. That's the that's the key thing for me. Uh, be able to close one box, open another box, forget about that until you reopen that box. So it does it does take a lot of of mental mental strength. But you make decisions on what's best for you and what's best for you know your friends and your family really. And um, you know they're the ones that generally support you through thick and thin. It's interesting you talk about that compartmentalizing putting things into boxes and you strike me as someone who's, who's pragmatic looking to find what's the next best thing to do but then if something get, that goes goes wrong not getting too down about it but at the same time I think well what can we do about this how can we just move forward and in terms of your, your career then was that a conscious decision to go into the media or did, did, did some sort of opportunities present themselves or was that because you know hamstring away from oblivion yeah. do you sort of think oh this is coming towards in my career I need something else to do I've always kind of I've always worked, so I've had a, a good work ethic, and um, um, you know it, it it was 
when my playing days, I made a decision to go rugby league because security for my family. That was a massive change, total change of game, change of environment, where I lived, different game, taking my family away. I had to kind of focus on that. Um, I needed a bit of luck that I didn't get injured, but I just, I kind of didn't plan that. I kind of, I thought about it and what was best for me at the time and, and looked at the, at the Welsh team. Um, and having been to New Zealand, we'd never beat, we'd never, you know, we were never going to beat the Southern Hemisphere side because they were semi-pro and we were amateur mm. until we changed the laws up here. So I thought, why waste my time up here not winning nothing? I've only got a short career. So I thought I'd make the most out of my talent and, and you know, go for the, for the cash. Um, and then ultimately, when I was up there, realised I could succeed in it. Then I had to... You know, really work hard at that, and I've focused on uh, sorting my family out first, like you know, home doctor, um, DIY man. If I wasn't there, <laughs> babysitters, so you know, if there's any issues at home, it wouldn't you know um, interfere with my training. Because if I was successful, everyone's going to be successful. And then I went to Australia for a couple of years to put more pressure on me to call my family over there. Um, but I've always kind of worked, and because of that work, and left the set rugby separate, and maybe I did always subconsciously kind of prepare for the next step, mm. um, because I'd kind of had bereavement in my family with my with my dad. You know, maybe the bigger decisions weren't that big. My kids tell me, "Oh, there's no, you know, there's no grey area with you, dad, is it? It's either black." <laughs> so the small decisions, maybe I do trivialise it and I worry about, like, maybe is a bulb in the house, so I've got to change that and I'll worry about that. But when it comes to the big decisions, I just make a clear-cut decision when I've thought about it and I stick with it. So And then I, into the broadcasting was weird. Again, I was kind of... Like, rugby union went professional. I had an opportunity to come home. I wouldn't have come home, maybe, because I was enjoying the rugby league and living up north of England. But again, it was decision was made because my wife was diagnosed with, with stomach cancer mm. and I wanted to come home to have a support system around me um, So and then I started playing rugby union and uh, the, I was going to work as a salesman in Wales um, but then I, I bumped into a friend of mine, Ray Stubbs who worked football focus and BT Sport and I said, look, you know, I wouldn't mind having to go at it and I spoke to Brian Barwick and that's, and that's how it happened So, but I'd always kind of I, you know, three-month contract. I'm 25 years later. I'm still, I'm still doing it. But I've always worked. Again, the rugby has been there. Television has. When the rugby was there, I'd work with it. Television is then a broadcast. But I've worked alongside it as well. Yes. So I've done other jobs. So that if rights go away from BBC, like they have done recently, mm -hmm. I still have another option to go into. So I've kind of subconsciously <coughs> managed my life, being pragmatic mm -hmm. and looking for maybe the next step. So. Um, I don't know if I can't say if I've done it intentionally maybe it's it's my background I suppose but I've been motivated to do things and be as, as successful I was maybe in rugby in the broadcasting and then in my in my business yeah well, that kind of um, agile approach I guess Jonathan you've had for what that ability to be openness to look at those opportunities around is something that we try to instill into learners here that you may not have a fixed career that you will be maybe doing jobs that that don't yet exist or the, the, the rate of technology and the transformation that we have around here and you've obviously navigated professional careers in sport you said an apprenticeship with painting and decorating and broadcasting 
Um, what skills do you think you need to navigate all that? Because you've done it. So you sort of like resilience, it's that ability to be, I guess, flexible, to take opportunities when they arise. Is there anything else around that? Do you I think, think that yeah, all of that. You know, you've got to embrace change, not to be scared of change. Um, you've got to be resilient when things don't go where you, go your way um, and things happen. Um, but I think it's, as my dad's saying, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. Whatever I've gone, I've never burnt any bridges and I've always engaged with people. Yeah. And being a, an amateur rugby player, you're always in kind of sponsorship lounges after, always engaging and talking to people and then all of a sudden you just build your contacts. And through the contacts, you know, that's where the sales comes into it. So whereas now, you know, I, I, I do a few consultancy roles for different kind of companies all you know, I'm with um, a training company and with a recruitment company and with a building company and with robotics. <laughs> and it's just, it's amazing, you know, through the career path that I've had, through the people that I've met and the doors that I can open. Yeah. So it's a question, if you're going to go around being, you know, Billy Big Bollocks, so they say, you know, you're not going to get, you know, people are going to, those doors are going to close on you. So... I've always been kind of trying to be as nice to people, and um, I think one of the best, biggest traits you can have is is humility. Mm. But I do think that it's, I think you have to, you have to have a little bit of everything, um, and not not to be scared to change. And I think if you come from a background where you can fall back on something, this is all I said. The education part, you know, I can't I can't kind of say strongly enough how important that is. Mm. Um, sport is a privileged existence and a hobby and for me I've kept those two very very separate and although I wasn't very well educated um, you know I've kind of worked hard at, at the things that I've done apart from the obvious things that people know me from So one of the things I picked up just from what you're saying there and also when you're speaking to um, our, our academy players was that if they are going to be successful it will happen to them like that, 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 that's what was really interesting. That there's an element of sort of like destiny, but but in the sense that that's going to happen. But what they need to focus on are the things you're just talking about. That and do you, do you, would you say that you extend that to wider life as well? Uh, that, uh, you know? Yes, it is. You know, if you work hard and you've got a skill in something, irrespective, you might be in an, an environment or a company for some reason don't see those skills. So if you do change to another company, someone spots you or word of mouth, then all of a sudden, you know, you're given another opportunity in a different environment, a different culture. And I think that's the case. It's only if you work hard, and I think if you look at, you know, more recently maybe, you know, Shane Williams staying to rugby, you know, didn't have any international honours at all. Mm-hmm. And now he's become the record try scorer for Wales, one of the greatest players ever. Ian Evans, I think Wales the most, one of Wales the most capped, uh, you know, captains. He was the same. So if you work hard and keep on believing that you are good enough, hopefully that might happen. If you give up on, on that, maybe those opportunities don't come in later life because it's something, you know, I, my face didn't fit when I was a youngster and I, and I didn't achieve what I thought I should have achieved. But in later life, I worked hard and I, and I was picked up. So if you keep working hard at it, you've got a better chance of succeeding. If you work in a team, you can work... You know, with other people, I think that's a, a, a huge plus for you. And if you can then do something above and beyond that, well, that gives you kind of, you know, even 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 more kind of clout to to succeed. And uh, 
you know, that's what I did in the in the playing environment. Um, you know, I was there to kick goals, and when you, if you practice, your time comes, you've got to kick the goals, um, and that's that's what you know, kind of in a in a harsh reality of success and failure on a rugby field. I think it's very very similar, you know, in in whatever you know work environment you want to go into. Any other hobbies? I play golf. Yeah, uh, I enjoy my golf. No, I think it keeps my competitive edge up. Um, you know, sledging and banter with your mates, I think, is vitally important because you know, if you are working, I think a life balance is very, very important. Yeah, you know, I think it's you have to if you work hard, you've got to in, you know, enjoy the you know the family time or the downtime or the hobby time, um, and and I just I just enjoy being out there in the, on the golf course. I still try and keep fit because I do love my food and wine. Maybe <laughs> wine too much sometimes, but. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's it just that's that's important. Just enjoy life because um, you know it's, you're not you're not here for a, a long time. Just make most of it. Great thing to great thing to end on. I also want to thank uh, James as well for for joining me here. Thank you very much. And also our production team uh, who are behind the scenes putting this together, moving yep. things around. Because without them, this wouldn't be here. No, so, so that's thank it. You very much. That's it. All comes together and everyone plays his part in it. That's it. Thank you very much, indeed. Okay, thank you. Pleasure. Thank you for listening to our seventh CABC podcast. All of our resources can be found through Instagram and Twitter at CABC Voice, as well as our YouTube channel, Voice at CABC, where you can see this podcast in action. Learning for life is a shared experience, so do follow us and share amongst your circles. We look forward to speaking to you again. Thank you to our guests and, most importantly, to our production team behind the scenes. Thank you and goodbye.